disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 42 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Thank you guys for coming back after this little break that we had. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving or holiday or whatever it is you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate anything, I just hope you had a pretty chill week. We're back now, though. Uh, just wrapped up this whole Destroyer tournament. So I'm sure we're all excited, those of us who don't watch the Japanese dub, <laughs> to see exactly what happens from this point on. And that's pretty much where I stand at this point. want to remind you guys, I used to host two other podcasts, one called Republic City Report, Legend of Core Podcast, also Geekly Dose. Both of those podcasts can still be found on Stitcher.com, as well as iTunes. Of course, I... Um, uh, Rock the Dragon podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher.com, uh, Google Play, as well as TuneIn. Now, uh, one of the biggest things, obviously, we talked about in episode 41 is that I announced a giveaway, okay? I'm not going to make you guys wait all episode to find out the results of that. I will make you wait a couple minutes, though. So we will get to that. I have chosen a winner. Um, from just a reminder, uh, if, if you've already liked the Facebook page, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast, you know all about this giveaway. You also probably saw the video that I posted where I did an actual review of the action figure. So you can see a lot of close ups and and stuff like that to see exactly what you uh, were going to be winning here. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Re- just a reminder, if you like that page, you never know what's going to pop up. You know, that was something I thought about. The, probably the same night I posted it, I thought about that. <laughs> I said, hey, uh, you know, because I ended up buying two. I got two of the figures because I wanted one for myself. So I bought one for me and I bought one to give away. So I said, hey, I'll take mine. I'll open it up. I'll do a review of it and talk about it and give you guys a good idea of what it is you're going to win. Um, and so I thought that, that was a pretty cool idea. So I pulled that out for you. You never know what you can find over on that page. All the more reason to go and like it. With that being said, we have now exceeded 100 likes on the Facebook page. So thank you to everyone who has come along recently and liked the page. It's been a long struggle <laughs> to get to this point. Uh, but we are now there. I think I'm somewhere at 102 maybe. So that's fantastic. As I promised before, I will be announcing yet another giveaway, a bigger one once we reach 100 likes. However, I'm not going to announce that giveaway until next week. Um, I just, I have a couple of things I have to wait on before I announce it. You know, I have to make sure the prize or prizes will be available before I officially make the announcement. So I'm going to hold off a little bit longer on that, but don't be deterred because it is coming, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. So um, obviously, if you have any questions, comments about anything, you can see me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com uh, for our segment called What Are You Saying? And for that, uh, with that being said, I actually do have a message that I want to read there. I also have a little bit of news here also. And actually, I think I'm just going to go ahead and get to the news first. Uh, I got a message here, a message here from Brent. Brent, thanks. As always, Brent sends me some news related items every now and then appreciate this um so funimation now uh basically the online 
version of Funimation where you can stream their new animes and such like that have announced that they now will actually be including the English dub of Dragon Ball Super on Funimation now for you to stream beginning on December 5th, I think. I'm sorry, I probably should have double checked that. But you can just look it up FunimationNow.com or go to uh, you know the Facebook page to to um, get confirmation on that but basically the news is that they're now going to put up Dragon Ball Super online through Funimation now and they will be releasing the episodes in groups so when it releases in a few days they're going to put I think episodes 1 through 39 up at once so for any of you which I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you haven't been watching the show. <laughs> but if by some chance you haven't been watching or you want to rewatch or something, that's just some bonus info there for you. You can go and watch them all back to back. And then every, I, I believe every saga or so, they're going to do that. They're going to let them all air just like they are right now on Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Toonami first. And then later, weeks later, once the last episode has aired there, they're going to release them in batches on um, online. So uh, for those of you who grew up watching Dragon Ball Z the way that I did, basically, that's kind of the same thing. I was able to kind of get an episode a day because we had gotten so far ahead. Right. Um, well, but meaning that the Japanese versions had already been released and they had already dubbed them all for the most part. So they were able to just release a new episode like five days a week. Now, this isn't exactly the same because we'll, we'll still be getting one new episode a week. But for anybody who's watching Strictly Online and they're coming along later, they'll just be able to kind of binge watch their way through them all uh, for the English dub. Um, so, you know, it's it's different because, you know, if you have caught to not everyone has cable. Right. So um, and this is the only legal online way other than adultswim.com I believe that you can watch the show okay and adultswim.com you have to have a cable subscription to watch so if you don't have cable you can't even use that online now obviously there's probably plenty of non-legal or whatever ways to watch it but if this sounds like something that's going to interest you guys you can check it out so Brent thank you for that information now I'm gonna jump over to what are you saying for this week I have a message here from Evan Evan actually gave me, uh, sent me a sort of a thought provoking sort of a message here. And I'm curious to see what you guys out there's opinions are on this. So once again, you have any questions, comments, response about anything here, you can send me an email, rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. Evan writes, Hey Tim, I was thinking about the drastic tonal difference between Dragon Ball Z and super. And I wanted to get your thoughts on why you think they're so vastly different. I have enjoyed Super quite a bit, but the tension just hasn't been there from a dramatic standpoint. For example, in DBZ, our main character dies within only five episodes in a very brutal way. And this is where Evan actually attaches a clip, uh, a link to a clip of uh, Piccolo killing Goku and Raditz. Okay, so if you remember that from early Dragon Ball Z. In this clip from the end of the Raditz fight, we see Goku holding on for dear life so his old enemy Piccolo can viciously kill Goku's own brother and Goku in the process. This first arc really sets the tone for the series as a whole, from Frieza's atrocities on Namek to a potential future where humanity exists in fearful subjugation to the androids. With that in mind, one has to wonder where Super will go from here. 
Will we ever regain the emotional stakes that made DBZ so special? We can still enjoy for the characters, powers, and fun that it has brought thus far, but man, it feels like we need a real villain to step up and challenge our heroes. Evan, okay, yeah, as I, as I told you in the message there, great, great topic, great question, so let's kind of get into this a little bit. Um, it's been, yeah, it's definitely been no secret. We talked about this before, uh, at least from my perspective, that Dragon Ball Super is obviously a lot uh, less serious or a lot more child-friendly or kid-friendly or whatever you want to call it than Dragon Ball Z was. That's um, not something that I like about it. I very much loved Dragon Ball Z. I loved it in all of its brutality and all of that stuff. And man, I got to tell you, watching that clip again, and once again, this is you can easily YouTube this. Okay, Goku, you know, just watching that clip again brought me back instantly. And the tone of it is so different. <laughs> just like you said. I mean, if you watch that clip, and then watch a clip from Dragon Ball Super, you would f it wouldn't even seem like it's the same universe of characters. You know, you wouldn't even think it's the same characters or the same that it was made by the same people. Um, you know, I was recently watching an interview with Christopher Sabat. Once again, he's um, he's he's usually I think I'm not sure if he's the head voice director over at Funimation now, but he's usually over that as a you know in addition to to being of course the voice of piccolo and vegeta and yamcha and some of the other characters on the show uh and i don't remember exactly where i saw this interview but he, he said something that i thought was pretty interesting um you know he was talking about dragon ball super and how it kind of differs from dragon ball z and he himself kind of mentioned that he thinks that a lot of this stuff comes about as a result of okay we have to go back and talk about the creator akira toriyama right um I, most of us know that originally with Dragon Ball Z, um, Dragon Ball Z was supposed to end after the Frieza saga. Okay. Goku was going to become Super Saiyan. He was going to avenge the death of his best friend, as well as, you know, anyone, everyone else that Frieza killed. The planet will blow up. I don't know if Goku was supposed to stay dead or not or be dead or anything like that, but it was supposed to end there. Obviously, the show was such a success that, um, I can only assume someone at Toei Animation or whoever came to Akira and said, we want to continue this. Here's a ton of money. So they brought it on out to, you know, Androids and sell. It was supposed to end there once again. Nope, come back again. And that's why we got Boo. I think most people will agree that the show got progressively worse. Okay. So everything after Frieza was probably not, and I can't speak for everyone here was probably not as good as everything bef before that. Um, so Cell and certainly not the Boo Saga. I mean, the Boo Saga and all that stuff was my least favorite. So with that being said, Christopher Saber was saying that he him, he believed that Akira Toriyama himself was getting burned out. And that makes sense, right? It makes sense that he would start to get burned out because he wanted the show to end a lot sooner. So he started having to put out things that he exactly that he probably wasn't very proud of things that he didn't even like. I mean, why do you think, you know, it became clear that they started grasping for straws after a while when you got Boo who has 15 different transformations and he has every power imaginable. A lot of that stuff was just really lazy, convenient sort of writing, you know, where you just kind of, it's like you don't have anything else to say. So you have to just try to figure out random shit to keep yourself entertained, right? 
So the idea is, is that since Z ended in a way that he wasn't particularly happy with, and obviously he had nothing to do with GT, that when it came back to Dragon Ball Super, he wanted to become excited about the work that he was doing again. And for him, that meant going all the way back to the original Dragon Ball, okay? And what made that so special, meaning the lightheartedness, the campiness, some of the cheesiness, some of the kid-friendly aspects of it. Because, yeah, you're, you're going to be more excited about things when they're in the beginning. And, but he also wanted to take some of the aspects of Dragon Ball Z that he loved. And that's where we got Super. And that's why we get really, really lighthearted stuff with action now. So essentially, Dragon Ball Super is just a, it's supposed to be a combination of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. OK, so if that's true and that's accurate, that would explain why Dragon Ball Super is so much more lighthearted than Z. Um, now, I, while I can appreciate the fact that as the creator of this thing, he wanted to go in a route that he was happy with i think it's safe to assume that most of us would have preferred a, a show that had a tone that was way more similar to dragon ball z i mean i can say that a hundred percent i mean i love dragon ball z i wish super was as serious as dragon ball z was because i mean look it, you know it, dragon ball z was able to find a good balance i think i mean it was it was still fucking silly <laughs> i mean there were still episodes and there was all kinds of crazy stuff happening but when it came time to be serious they were serious and that's what i loved about it you know you're right that's br it was brutal watching that scene again i mean you could see the blood you, you you saw the special beam cannon go through raditz's chest then go through goku's chest and as they were falling out the sky you could see the hole in goku's chest and it was blood everywhere i don't think i've seen any blood in super so far i mean obviously we're like 42 episodes into this thing i could be forgetting something and they could also be editing some of it out, but I don't see why they would do that. I think I thought part of the appeal of it airing so late on Adult Swim would be that they wouldn't have to censor as much stuff. I mean, there's been a couple of cuss words thrown out every now and then. So I just have to assume that it's just not a lot of blood in Super. So, you know, I think it's just a matter of them trying to kind of uh, bring back what made Dragon Ball so special and maybe try to get new fans and a new generation of kids into this thing um, by making it sort of lighthearted and going back to the beginning and just kind of, you know, because a lot of things have have changed. And and honestly, from what also what I understand about Super is that they're trying to uh, be more faithful to the characters in terms of the, in relation to the Japanese dub uh that they've ever been before right you know because the whole point of dragon ball z kai was to go back cut the filler out but at the same time try to do a more accurate version as compared to the japanese version and i think they're still trying to do that with super as well so from what i have heard is that if you watch dragon ball z kai and then you watch dragon ball super these changes, these tone shifts will not be as uh, drastic to you. I never watched Kai. So I'm comparing Dragon Ball Super to the original Funimation Cartoon Network run of Dragon Ball Z. And the tones are night and day. But perhaps if you watch Kai, then that transition will be a little bit more smoother from what I'm understanding. 
I don't really have any intentions of watching Kai. I've had several listeners write in and kind of suggest that I that I do, but I just love my version of it so much. I know that I would hate just watching the differences. So, yeah, uh, where will Super go from here? Will we ever regain the emotional stakes? Well, it remains to be seen. You know, I have a few friends that watch Japanese dub and they tell me it gets better and they tell me it becomes more and more like Dragon Ball Z. And, you know, and while we we've seen little brief hints of that so far, uh, it stands to reason that maybe it will get better. And I and I and, and I'm not going to I'm not going to throw out any spoilers here because I was spoiled for a few things. But I do know that at some point things do take some pretty serious turns and people die again and some pretty brutal things happen okay so i can't wait for that i mean so far all we've had really is frieza i mean i would i would consider frieza the only real grounded sort of a threat even though i didn't really enjoy most of that (laughs) because i mean let's be honest when beerus showed up you know he didn't come to earth to destroy it he came there because he wanted food and he didn't get what he wanted so all of a sudden he wanted to destroy the planet and there's just something about that that never really felt like a legitimate threat because he didn't come there and just start murdering people like all these other villains did right like raditz did and like nappa and vegeta and and like cell did and and like the androids and boo you know all of those villains frieza they all just you saw them murder people just mass groups of people and you know that is setting a very serious tone for your world and we haven't really seen that in dragon ball super so far so this could be one of those instances where they're just trying to find their footing and get uh, and try to get as many fans in as for many different age groups as they can and then hopefully in the future more of these episodes will sort of uh, attempt to regain that serious tone because i'm with you Trust me, I'm with you. I, <laughs> this shit now is like, you know, where they're just fighting just for the, the just for the heck of it. Like this tournament, even though I enjoyed this, the, the Destroyer tournament, there was never, a, you know, a, a moment there where I thought that anyone was really going to be killed or anything. So, you know, but from what I understand, that does change. OK, so I hope that all of that somehow answered your question there, Evan. Uh, great question, though, by the way great question so if you have any questions like that you want my thoughts opinions on it and anything else you want to say in response to that once again what are you saying send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com okay now before we jump into the episode talk i'm gonna go ahead because i'm sure you guys are just going crazy wondering if you are the winner <laughs> of the giveaway once again sh figure arts posable uh eight inch suit or is it six inch i think it's actually six inch Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Vegeta, a.k.a. Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta. Once again, to see a video of this figure, head over to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. I want to thank all you guys for being super cool about all of this. Uh, It was brought to my I'll say this. I didn't get any new reviews as a result of this contest. Okay, now I knew that there was a possibility that that would happen because, well, um, and this was kind of also brought to my attention. Not everyone uses iTunes to listen to the podcast. So if, you know, part of the rules was that you had to leave an iTunes review. And if you don't have iTunes, you don't use iTunes, well, then you couldn't leave me a review. So I'm not, you know, really as down about that. I mean, I, I know that it's very it's just very hard to make a giveaway that is that 
everyone qualifies for. You know, no matter what, somebody's not going to be able to enter it based on something. So as far as I could tell, most of my listens and interactivity comes from iTunes. So it only seemed fair to use that in the giveaway. Um, because as far as I can tell, you can't leave reviews at all on Google Play. Uh, Stitcher, you can leave reviews, but nobody really uses Stitcher as far as I can tell. And tune in, you can't leave reviews either. So the only spot that really made sense was iTunes. So thank you to everyone who's liked the page overall. And obviously, thank you so much to those of you who have left reviews. And this was just my way of doing a bonus giveaway to say thank you to you guys and just trying to, you know, make an effort to, to, to reward you in some way for sticking with me through almost 50 episodes. And once again, I will announce another giveaway that will not involve leaving a review on iTunes or anything like that. So it'll be more open to everyone who listens. Um, you probably will have to like the Facebook page. I mean, I have to get something out of it, <laughs> but it won't involve leaving a review or anything like that. Okay. It'll be, it'll be easier to win in the sense that you'll have less to do, but it'll be more difficult to win because I will assume there will be a lot more entries. Whereas had you entered this one, you basically would have had a one out of 15 chance of winning this figure. And if you've looked this thing up, you, you know that it's not, it wasn't the cheapest <laughs> thing. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and announce the winner here. So a big congratulations goes out to Mega Man Tron. You are the winner of the Super Saiyan Blue Super Saiyan Vegeta action figure. Now, just to give you guys a reminder of who that is, on September 5th, 2017, Mega Man Tron left me a five-star review, said Epic. It said, love the show. In two days at work, have myself caught up completely. Love the perspective of the show. I even love the mistakes because you keep it honest. Now, I didn't just pick that one because I liked it. I'm going to release a video soon after this podcast is put up that shows the process that I use to choose the winner, because I just want you guys to see that it really was random <laughs> and it really was fair. OK, so there'll be a video I'll put up for anybody's curious about the method that I use to pick the winner. Uh, so, yeah, Mega Man Tron, send me an email, rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. Remember, you also will have have to have liked the Facebook page. So if you haven't, just like it. It's not too late. <laughs> okay. You can still like the page if you haven't already done it and you will still win. But I need you to get back with me by, um, we'll give you a week. So we'll, let's just say December 10th. Okay. If I don't have an email from you by then, well then I'll, I'll just do another drawing and I'll choose another winner. So give me, um, you got about a week to send me an email, rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. I need you to send me the name you like the page under, and as well as just let me know that you're Mega Man Tron, okay? And then we'll just, you and I will begin a dialogue from that point on, and we'll see the best way to get you your figure. But as of right now, you are the winner. So thank you for everybody who took time to um, leave me a review and ever that just over time, and I hope that uh, you enjoy this figure. And once again, stay tuned for the to the next episode where I'll have more information on the next giveaway. I even have another idea for another giveaway towards the beginning of next year, but uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. Right. Okay. So at this point, I think it's time to go ahead and shift over to the episode talk for this week. So of course this episode of rock the dragon podcast, episode 42 is going to cover episode 42 of dragon ball super titled a chaotic victory party. 
Showdown at last, Manaka versus Goku. Well, this is a cool episode. I'll just I'll just get to the point here and say that I I like this episode. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty lighthearted. I don't think anyone was expecting any sort of dramatic sort of uh, <laughs> plot developments here because we just ended an arc. And usually before we start a new arc, we get a couple episodes in between that are kind of filler, you know, standard stuff. You know, I think it's become traditional now that after each arc where everybody kind of celebrates for a little bit and then there's a party of some sort and everybody comes together. That's pretty normal. And they do have a very good reason to celebrate here because obviously Universe 7 was declared the winner of the Destroyer Tournament. So as a way to kind of celebrate that victory, Boma decides to throw a party and she invites Beerus and Whis, obviously. But she also wants Beerus and Whis to invite Monaka because in her eyes, remember at this point, not everyone realizes that that hit through that fight. Uh, These people are just under the impression that Monaka was just so strong that he punched hit one time and won the, the fight. But as the audience, we know that that wasn't the case, right? Because we're privy to Beerus and Whis's personal conversations. We know that Monaka was just a weakling used to basically motivate Goku and Vegeta to participate in the tournament. So we head over to this party. She throws out the invites, and then it's always nice for the, to get, have these little get-togethers because we get to see characters that we haven't seen in a while, or we get to see what everyone's been up to, or etc. Though, for some reason, Gohan and Videl and Pan are still not in this episode. Chi-Chi does mention something about that. But I can't help but wonder from a writing standpoint why those characters aren't there <laughs> i mean they're the only ones we haven't seen in however many episodes so you know but whatever so vegeta's there for some reason he's dressed up in his saiyan armor again i don't know <laughs> it makes zero sense that he would be walking around wearing that but how refreshing is it to see it again right I mean, there's something really cool about that because I'm pretty sure it's the first time we've seen that armor this entire series. So that's kind of cool. So they just kind of go around and spend a little time with everybody, just kind of showing the overview of who's here. Um, there's a moment where Jaco walks out. He sees this vehicle arriving and then ta-da, guess who it is? It's Monaka, right? Monaka shows up. Remember, Monaka's sort of this interplanetary delivery guy. So apparently Jaco ordered something <laughs> from another planet and here uh, comes Monaka to, de- to deliver it. Now, Boma immediately assumes that Monaka is there because she asked Beerus to invite him there. Why wouldn't she think that? Uh, but it's a, the, the whole point of this episode is that, you know, and this is something that Beerus mentioned early in the episode is that he doesn't want the secret of Monaka not being very strong to come out to Goku because in his eyes, Goku needs to think that Monaka is incredibly strong in order to keep him motivated to fight. Okay. Um, I, I'm not entirely convinced that that was the only way they could have done that, but I'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, let's not forget they remind us here that there was a moment when before they all returned to Earth that Mr. Satan actually propositioned Monaka and said, hey, how would you like to be the face of my, <laughs> be the face of my company? Uh, you know, it'd sort of be like a, a, a mascot 
for it. So it's kind of nice that they tied that in because it seemed like it served no purpose when it happened before. But now they're doing a good job of kind of tying it back in in this moment. And it starts to kind of serve a purpose um, because this woman walks out and she's dressed as Monaka in this costume. And then later on in the episode, we realize, you know, that there was a purpose for all of this. And it starts to kind of come together. Now, in a, in a brief moment where Trunks and Goten are kind of fighting over uh, one of the delivery, the, the boxes that Monaka showed up with, they accidentally knock Monaka backwards into a table, which is kind of, just kind of fucked up. I feel like every time Monaka shows up, he's just kind of like getting abused or somebody's making him cry or something. So they knock him back. And this specific act is just kind of, you know, kind of triggers this chain of events that, um, sort of reveals to everyone that Monaka is actually not that strong, right? And then Beerus and we show up and they kind of confirm that more or less. And Beerus is, of course, shocked that Monaka's there because once again, he doesn't want him to be there, um, but he's there, right? So it just kind of revealed that Monaka is a weakling and, and Beerus and Whis are pretty much saying that we don't want Goku to find out about this essentially and vegeta's doing his best to <laughs> vegeta kind of figured it out and he, vegeta's pretty funny in this episode you know he's kind of just trying to stop beerus from getting pissed off because well you remember what happened the last time they pissed him off he had to fight him and he almost <laughs> he almost destroyed the entire planet so he's kind of just trying to do you know um be very careful about that now, during all this, of course, Goku shows up. They, we briefly saw him early in the episode. He was back to forming or whatever it was he was doing at the start of the series, uh, taking a nap at the at the exact moment. But of course, maybe he's I, I, I assume he senses Whis and Beerus' arrival. So all of a sudden he shows up. He sees Monaka. He immediately <laughs> goes to Monaka and is like, great. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. You know, like, let's go fight like immediately. <laughs> and it's 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 funny it's funny i feel like this is one of those episodes that's kind of fillerish, but we still get some fighting it's humorous it's well drawn well animated well acted and i laughed several times so i would consider this a win in terms of you know uh filler episodes and stuff like that uh, so yeah you know it, it becomes it becomes everyone's sort of mission here at this point to not let Goku find out about Monaka. Okay. And here's where I did start to have some questions because I'm thinking, you know, Beerus and Whis are pretty much just trying to, you know, they, they have the, They have this idea that they need Monaka to keep Goku motivated. And, and they make, they make a little speech saying, Hey, we need, we need Goku to get stronger. We need him to keep training because, well, with this universal tournament that's coming up, some of the other destroyer guys and the other universes may be a little bit unstable. And if and if Universe seven ends up losing, there's no telling what may happen. You know, they may destroy planet Earth. They may destroy Universe seven as a whole. You know, if they can, who knows? But they're basically saying Goku is probably our biggest hope. So we need to keep him motivated. We need to keep him fighting. I'm not entirely convinced that they needed Monaka for that. It just seems like Goku's never really needed um, to have a specific person that is stronger than him to keep him motivated to train. I mean, he, he just loves to fight. He loves becoming stronger. I don't you know what I mean? So I, I, I didn't really understand that. And not to mention that. I mean, hell, there's Beerus and, and Whis, right? They're both stronger than Goku. 
why aren't they enough of a motivation for him to get stronger? I mean, then there's Champa and whoever else is out there. Now, you could say, well, he already fought Beerus. So maybe, you know, and he kind of fought Weiss when they were training with Weiss. So maybe he just needed someone that he hadn't met yet or fought yet. You know, maybe maybe it's more of this unknown sort of concept of someone out there that he hadn't fought and he does and he doesn't know the limits of their power because he hasn't fought them at their best yet that keeps him wanting to be motivated so i don't know but either way it seemed like a little bit of a stretch but it's okay because you know i mean a lot of this shit was actually pretty funny so right once again at this point the the goal here is let's let's not let goku find out about monaka being a weakling because we need him to stay motivated to train because we'll need him so when goku shows up you know beerus is trying to get him out of the way so they can talk about how they're going to do this so they, he sends him off to do like a trillion push-ups or sit-ups and there's, there's some funny exchanges that kind of comes out of that um but then this whole sort of idea for this ruse comes about, and I think it's Goten who comes up with it. I mean, thank goodness they're giving those characters something to do, <laughs> you know. And he's saying that, well, you know, let's 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 tell Goku that Monaka can transform, but actually replace him with a different fighter, someone who can actually put up a decent fight against Goku. And well, they've established a world with something like that's definitely possible. I mean, we know that there are characters who can transform. They can become bigger, they can become smaller, they can transform into a completely different freaking creature. You know, there's really no limits on powers in this world. So essentially, whatever they throw at Goku here is believable because well, that's just the universe, the world they've established. But not only that, Goku's also the most naive and gullible character on the show. So he's a lot easier to convince <laughs> of this kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, even Chow Tzu is there. You know, I thought that that was cool. <laughs> so, you know, they even utilize Chow Tzu a little bit. He's like trying to stop Goku, slow him down, slow him down a little bit using his abilities. Doesn't last very long, but they essentially, and just to kind of get to the point, because a lot of this is just kind of fighting. So I'm gonna go ahead and sort of wrap this up. But uh, Krillin hits him with a, with a, a solar flare. They're just trying to distract him while they can figure out the best way to do this. So remember, early in the episode, there was the mascot, the person that was dressed up as Monaka in the costume. So they decide we're going to put Lord Beerus in the costume and let him fight Goku. And we'll just pretend that it's Monaka. Because at this point, well, I mean, I feel like it kind of probably has to be Beerus who does it anyway, because it has to be someone who is without question stronger than Goku in order for this to work right so you couldn't just put Krillin in Monaka's costume even though he's probably closer to Monaka's height <laughs> uh, because well you know Goku probably would have known immediately that he was fighting someone that was weaker than him and he couldn't do Vegeta because well you know Vegeta for one thing Vegeta's temper could have taken hold or uh, you know, or may, and, and Goku, as far as we're aware, he's still stronger than Vegeta at this point, too. So I don't know. They just decide to go with Beerus and Beerus himself is saying, OK, I'll do this and I'll just knock Goku out as fast as, as I can. So we can just put an end to this and get it out of the way. And they kind of do a good job of explaining as, as absurd as most of this shit is. Believe it or not, they kind of do a pretty good job of explaining and showing how all of this transpired, because when he was standing there with that costume on, I was thinking, okay, so is Goku not going to notice 
all of a sudden that Manaka is a lot bigger and, you know, just taller than he was a second ago. But that solar flare that Krillin unleashed, they used that and Goku said something along the lines, oh, so that bright light was you getting bigger and transforming. So once again, as crazy as some of this shit is, they did a pretty good job of explaining each step of it and how it could be believable. <laughs> so they fight. And we get a nice little sort of sparring match between Goku and Beerus that kind of lasts a couple minutes, some cool things. He starts to kind of rip open his costume. You know, we're kind of on the edge of our seat wondering if he's going to find out that Beerus is in there or not. Uh, it doesn't happen just to kind of get to the point. Eventually, Whis stops them. And he says, um, okay, that's enough because you guys are getting too out of control. You know, Bone was getting afraid that they're actually going to accidentally destroy the nearby city. So Whis puts a stop to it and he says, well, Lord Beerus is the one who ordered this. And to further sell the idea, he points down at what is essentially Puar, <laughs> uh, shape-shifted into Beerus, just to kind of sell the idea. So Goku says, okay, well, that's fine. You know, I guess we'll have to stop and fight again one day. Mission accomplished. So they go down. Yamcha says something that he shouldn't have said. Oh, I can't forget this, though. I can't. Sorry. I, I almost forgot <laughs> the moment where Goku's still fighting Manaka in the sky and Piccolo and Vegeta fly up there and they're trying to help sell this whole thing. And I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious because Piccolo was like, Oh no, Manaka can control me too. <laughs> Look out, Goku. Like, you know, his arm just goes out and Vegeta's like, oh, I, I guess he can control me too. You know, and like, it's just, it just was funny. It was just funny. Okay. So, but that doesn't last very long. Uh, but yeah, to get back to where we were, you know, they go down. Yamcha said something that he shouldn't. But once again, we're dealing with Goku. Goku sees two Manakas and he immediately says, oh, you also have the ability to split yourself into two. Right. Because once again, they've established that this is a world where people can do that kind of shit. So there's no reason to think that in this instance that that can't be what happened. You know, and, and, and in his mind, he doesn't know to what extent um, Manaka's strength actually goes up to. So he doesn't know what his range of abilities are. So for all he knows, he can do all this stuff. You know, um, not to forget, remember, he fought Boo and Boo had every power in the damn book, every power in the book. <laughs> so it wouldn't be too big of a stretch to think that Manaka could do all this stuff, too. Okay. And that's pretty much where the episode ends. I mean, they feel like it was a success. They feel like they successfully tricked Goku. He he decided to remain motivated, you know, as a result of this fight with Manaka. And that's what they wanted. Uh, also, very nice to see Goku in his old gi again. I, I completely glossed over that. Um, yeah, there was a moment where Chi-Chi sent him home and he came back and now he's wearing his old gi. Uh, I think that's also the first time we've seen that gi this entire series, right? So, so I knew that these costumes were coming back just because I've seen, you know, spoilers and screenshots and stuff. But uh, we've got Vegeta and Goku kind of looking like probably the most iconic versions of themselves at this point. So that's cool. So that's pretty much where the episode ends. I mean, it's no, you know, once again, there's no like major plot developments here or anything. It just wasn't sort of an entertaining way to sort of play out this Manaka Goku thing. So I think it's successful in... 
giving Monaka more to do. So it makes that character feel less pointless. It plays out this fight that he wanted to have. It accomplishes a goal on Beerus and Weiss's end. And it was drawn well and it was humorous. So I liked it. Okay, what were your thoughts on it? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Ooh, once again, guys, um, thanks for everything. With episode 42 here, we're making our way to 50. Um, still about episode, eight episodes away from that. I'm going to attempt, okay, and don't hold me to this. I'm going to attempt to do something special for episode 50. Just like I did for episode 25, because those are milestones, right? Every 25 episodes is kind of a milestone. So I'm hoping to see a lot more growth between now and then with the podcast. That'll help determine what I do, if anything. So if there's any help you can provide, you know, sharing the podcast with your friends, family, whoever, sharing the page, liking the page, leaving reviews, all of that stuff. It's only going to be a good thing for the longevity of this show. Um, I can't because right now I can't promise I'll be around for another freaking 150 episodes. I mean, the Japanese dub is on episode almost 200 now, I think. So that's a really major commitment for uh, the next, you know, year or so of my life. <laughs> even even two years, really, uh, and more or more. So I need to see some growth here. So whatever you can do to help, obviously do it. It'll only be better for all of us. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And once again, Mega Man Tron, send me an email, rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know that you like the page. Show me your name that you liked it under. And I will, you and I will talk and I'll get you your figure. You'll have it in as soon as we can possibly get it in. But uh, you only have a week to, uh, to get back with me on this. Okay. So I hope you're still listening. If not, I'll have to draw again and, 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 uh, we'll, we'll keep this thing moving until we get a winner. So thank you guys for all of your time and patience and care and love and support and all of that good stuff. Uh, I think that about does it for this episode. So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I will see you guys next time.